week on NRL teams. The Roosters lose a legend as Robbo's search for reinforcements runs deep. The Tricolours meet the Eels in a Bank West blockbuster. We ask whether the blue and gold captain is the best in the game. Changes galore at the Rabbitohs, but will their skipper line up against the Storm? And after a record comeback, does Kevy double down and gamble with his hands? Hello, welcome to NRL Teams. I'm Neve Owens. Awesome to have your company as always this Tuesday afternoon. And a very big hello to our former Australian and New South Wales representatives, Brett Kamali and Robbie Farrell. Yeah. Afternoon. I'm very well. How about you? I heard that you were going down an absolute treat on the weekend. You went, you went bush for the footy. And the locals were loving you. No, I did go out to Bathurst for a couple of days. Yeah, it was, it was a good couple of days, actually. A bit of community <laughs> stuff, uh, bits and pieces. I caught up with our friend Zach Bailey the other night. Mm. and um, Ended up signing autographs in a pub. I heard there was a big queue. Big queue. For the autograph. Mm. One of the guys that we work with, it was very funny. We took, took the mickey out of him all weekend. A gentleman went up and said, are you Brett's dad? So that was a laughing joke. Mm. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah, but obviously I'm off to Wagga tomorrow, so obviously I'm part of the EISS Super Regional matches. So they've been... They've been very well, very well welcomed in the regional areas. Yeah, brilliant to see, and they love their yeah. footy, that yeah. is for sure. And Robbie, one from one in ah. a blue shirt. I see you wearing yeah. blue today yeah. to celebrate. How was it? I'm done and retired. Yeah. <laughs> hung up the blue shirt, one from one. That's it. Going out a winner. But uh, oh, it was great. It was great fun to be back out there. It's um, yeah, it was uh, almost replicates playing to be honest. You're out there and you get a feel for the game and you're emotionally involved without having to make 50 tackles which is nice but uh, and it was obviously pretty easy on the weekend because the boys played so well and, and got the win so um, it, was, it was great to be a part of. You weren't tempted to actually put a tackle on at any stage? Oh no, when you're up close to you, you can, you can hear and feel the hits and it kind of reminded me why I retired. I like, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, round eight predictions. Let's have a look and see whether the boys are on the money. David Fafita, two more tries against his former club. Brisbane have defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 36 points to 28. Mm. I think Val Holmes will shine for the Cowboys yeah. and be a star in their winning performance. So one or two tries and certainly keep that goal-kicking uh, record going for himself. The Warriors win. They've beaten the Cowboys 24 points to 20. I'm we're confident the only one yeah, you guys have got right this season was Luke Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Filled in that That's one. That's right. Yeah. Can, can we, we get him to re- do mine today? Yeah, we can. Can we get an update? Yeah. What do you think the headline will be on Sunday night? Text him now. He's got 25 mm, yeah. minutes to reply yeah, and help yeah. you two out of a hole. What about your 3-2-1 from round eight? Not yeah, it's some really good players. Um, you know, Sam Walker just continues to shine uh, in his debut season. Um, he gets my one point. Uh, Nathan Cleary was the star for Penrith on Saturday afternoon out there at Bathurst and just keeps rolling forward. And your former teammate, Premiership winner, Benji Marshall, um, just... Just was unbelievable. Uh, great attacking player. I really think he's in a good attacking side. Um, and the vision, but there's no doubting that Benji Marshall's always had talent and vision. And, and I think once you get the defensive line going backwards, he's still mm. clever enough to um, to make the right decision. So uh, no, if there's no Adam Reynolds, they'll still be okay, South, because they've got Benji Marshall running the show. It'll be so interesting to see what Wayne Bennett does this week when the teams drop in a few minutes' time. Because from a back's perspective, you'd think there's going to be a big reshuffle. They'll be okay, I think. Again, Benji can play any position. That's the strength of him. He's played centre, he's played some lock, he's yeah. played dummy half. Like He just comes in and I keep hearing that he won't play again next year. He keeps saying, no, no, this is definitely the last year. So I think he wants to make it just all about the fun and, and the excitement. And South Sydney are definitely one of the most potent attacking sides in the competition. I'm looking forward to the clash against Melbourne because of the physical battle of the forwards and playing a good side because Canberra 
at the moment aren't touted as a great side. Mm. Robbie, what about you? Your three, two, and one. I got Benji in there as well. You got my one point. Uh, my two points went to Jermaine Osaka. I thought he was awesome in in Brisbane's comeback win on the weekend. And my three points was Sam Walker, who just blows my mind. 18 years of age, I think fourth or fifth NRL game, and uh, to see him just come in and, and play the way he has from the get-go has, has been incredible to watch. A try and five try assists, which I don't think five try assists has been done by a rooster before. He's a good runner. He yeah. just plays that eyes up. And he does. A couple of those tries were actually, there was two, I think, one or two left-foot kicks. Got to a try assist. It's so funny. It's so nice to see a kid that hasn't been out-coached because mm. he's only 18 years of age, so he's played 16s. I think it would have been two years ago. I think he played for Queensland under 16s two years ago. Last year, there was no junior rugby league, so he didn't play much last year. Uh, probably trained a lot, but now he's playing first-grade football, and it's just... I think when we go... Halves especially, because there's a dying art being a halfback in the competition, but... They get out coached from the jersey flag to the SG4 mm. to they play the shape and the structure. He just plays what's what's in front of him. It's great to see. And it's an absolute yeah. joy to watch. That is the whistle. It is time. The teams have dropped. So let's head to Thursday night footy, shall we? Where the Rabbitohs take on the storm at Stadium Australia, 7:50 p.m. kickoff. And for the Rabbitohs, mass changes to the back line to begin with. Alex Johnson moves from the wing to fullback. Stephen Masters gets his first cap this season, starting on the wing. Braden Burns made his comeback from a serious knee injury in the New South Wales Cup last weekend. He gets his chance to start this week. Tane Milne is on the wing. Cody Walker moves back into the halves with Benji Marshall, who you mentioned, Noddy. He shifts to seven. Adam Reynolds sidelined with a thumb injury. Cameron Murray sidelined. Uh, with an ankle injury, Tavita Totola is back in the front row after that head knock against the Titans. Jai Arrow shifts to lock with Cam Murray out. Uh, Jed Cartwright has had a tough run of injuries. It's awesome to see him back in this Rabbitohs 21. For the Storm, George Jennings returns from a head knock. He slots back in on the wing. Nelson Asofa Solomona is back from his failed HIA too, so Chris Lewis moves to the extended bench. Harry Grant and Brandon Smith will both start officially named this week at hooker and lock in the positions they took against the Sharkies last weekend. All right, for the Rabbitohs first, gents, that is a serious backline reshuffle. We know how potent an attacking force they have been. How much changes this week? Because those combinations have been so crucial to them. Yeah, well, not, I don't think much changes in the shape yeah. and the structure because obviously Cody Walker plays that left edge attack so well. Different personnel playing the fullback and the winger position, but um, the left edge attack for South Sydney is the key. The, the comparison between two sides, Melbourne are nearly full strength, apart from Pappenhausen, and South Sydney have got all that scrubble and thrown around. But, you know, Wayne probably won't accept, you know, you've worked and coached under Wayne, he won't accept any excuses. So I think it's a great test for him, and um, I, th I probably think no one expects him to beat Melbourne this week. Does it mean that a bloke like Damien Cook plays an even more important role than usual? The only guy who's actually in his usual jersey. Yeah, I think they're, they're quite lucky in the fact that you know, in, in their spine there are some changes, but they're, they're all experienced players, so they can all adapt. You've got Benji in there at halfback. Cody Walker reverts back to his preferred position at 5'8", and Alex Johnson's played a lot of fullback for the Bunnies in the past. So... Yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces in those key positions. Braden Burns comes back from um, injury, which is great to see. I think he made his return in New South Wales Cup last week after a long layoff. So uh, there's a lot of experience still in that back line. So uh, as Noddy said, I don't think Wayne will be using their injuries as an excuse this week. 
What about the Storm, who they're up against? They lead the comp in both tries and in line break assists. In previous years, we know the success they've had, but they've been such a, a gritty, a tough, a reliable team. Have we seen a slight shift in the way they're playing their footy this season? Well, I think the shift's come on the back of the six-to-go rule because I still mm. think they were the best in the game and they still are probably the best in the game at finding a weakness in the opposition and just picking out and picking out and picking out. The six-to-go rule's made it made the gap between the top and the bottom sides, I think, even greater. Uh, if you've got skill, if you've got vision, if you've got eyes up and, and, yeah. and there's people in support, you're going to be creating all those options. So um, I just think there's probably the, all the top sides play different footy yeah. to the bottom sides. And I think they've almost had to adapt the way they've played because of the different style of hooker they got this year. Obviously, Cam was a, a, you know, a lot more of, you know, you know structured. He'd, he'd almost just control the game plan from dummy half, whereas now you've got Brandon Smith and, and Harry Grant who are dynamic you know, they're running, they're getting a quick play ball, they're running. So they're a lot more dynamic footy side this year, I think. The Rabbitohs are averaging 29 points a game this season as well. Are we going to see a high-scoring attacking contest in this one or does the defence really stand up for both sides? Well, the best defensive team in the competition last week still conceded 16 points. So if you offer some good attacking football and, mm. and back yourself, and I think these two sides are good attacking football teams, so you, yeah, yeah, definitely defence will be important, but I still think this will be a... This will be a chance where great execution, good skill, uh, good timing, and there'll still be plenty of points in this match. Well, speaking of that Panthers side, they play on Friday night. Let's head to the 6 o'clock kickoff where the Penrith Panthers take on the Cronulla Sharks at Bluebet Stadium. And for Penrith first, an unchanged lineup. Kurt Capewell had been under a bit of a cloud with a rib injury. He's been named. Nothing else to report as this Panthers juggernaut just keeps rolling on. For the visitors, only one change to the starting side. Jesse Raymond is back, so Teague Wilton moves back to the bench. Matt Moylan was ruled out against Melbourne with that quad injury. He's been named 18th man. Josh Dugan is in jersey 19. Braden Hamlin-Newelli will be out for what looks like eight weeks with a syndesmosis injury. You mentioned there the Panthers and the fact that they have the best defensive record in the comp so far. Let's talk uh, attack and, and victories first because they managed to keep Manly at arm's length mm. last week despite perhaps not playing their best footy. Are we seeing a much more mature side in 2021? Well, you're seeing a side that is, as you said, they, they have had great success with lack of injuries for two years mm. now. It's amazing how they've been able to keep their top squad together. Combinations are going well. Nathan Cleary last year was become a 100-game player, State of Origin player, so uh, he's one of the co-captains there. Isaiah Yo made his debut in State of Origin. Jerome Luai, the, the kids that come onto the scene 12, 18 months ago are now 30-gamers, 50-game NRL, NRL players, so they understand what it's all about. They've played in the grand final, a lot of these guys, they're, they're in and around football, they're having a the ball. Mm. The biggest thing they have to deal with is not getting the weekend off. They play Thursday and Fridays every week. They just kick back on a weekend and have, they've got a good life. Yeah, look, everyone's talking about, you know, obviously, how well they're playing and their attack. But I think, for me, their, their ability to absorb pressure on the week, like defensively, they're so strong. And they're always giving themselves a chance to win because of, of the lack of points that they're conceding. And there was a time, there was a period in that game on the weekend in the second half where Manly had three repeat sets on their line. The Panthers absorbed that pressure, went down the other end of the field and came up with a try to, to blow them away. And, and that's what the good sides do. Because in, in the big games, there's a lot of momentum swings and it's the team that can hang in there when the momentum's against them and come out the other end of it. And that's what, that's what the Panthers do so well. 
we mentioned the fact that they conceded 16 points yeah. last week, but they're averaging just six yeah. points a season, uh, a week defensively. We keep talking about their attack, but they're absolutely fronting up in defence as well. Yeah, and that's what Robbie just said. If, if you've only got to score one try to win, it's, it takes a lot mm. of pressure off, you know, you don't need to chase. You, rarely are they behind, because last year we saw that great record where they led for the first 40 minutes for most of the games. Mm. Um, they don't give you an easy try. They don't make poor decisions. They all work together. Um, you know, Cameron Serrato has done a great job out there as their defensive coach. You know, he he will become, he will become the next prize possession for any football club going forward because of what he's been able to do to their defence. Because everyone says when we rebuild a football club or we're going to be starting again, we start with defence. What about your Sharkies side? Four losses on the trot. Tough to meet the Panthers off the back of a, a pretty tough what? run for the Sharks. Oh, no. <laughs> won't matter. <laughs> won't matter. Won't, forget form lines. You know, they love going to. Penrith, they did really well out there last year when Matt Burton made his debut and heard him out there as well. What about this one to you then, Robbie? Perhaps a slightly more impartial answer. Jesse Ramian is back into the centres. How important an inclusion is that? Because last week they conceded some tries down that edge in the second half. In fact, seven tries in 31 minutes. Yeah, it's hard when you haven't got a specialist centre out there, defensively especially, and we saw that last week. So to bring Ramian back, they've got Chambers there, who's very experienced. Uh, Dugues obviously missed out from uh, the week before because he was you know, a little bit off the pace. and uh, So that'll make a, you know, a big difference to them, especially coming up against the strike centres that, that the Panthers have in, in Crichton and, uh, and Matt Burden. So you know, that'll shore up uh, their, their edges defensively when Ramian and, and Chambers there. Yeah, and, and, and as you said, Ramian Smith scored a hat-trick last week. And that, you, you, you just spoke about Penrith. They don't concede points. They make it really hard to score. And as you said, the last two weeks, unfortunately for Cronulla, they've leaked lots of points. So the um, new coaches in there now, it's a bit more stable. There's no off-field distractions at this piece. So you'd like to think that they make this a really tough challenge and, and, and do their best to win. That's the first game on Friday night. Let's head to the second one now where the Eels take on the Roosters at Bankwest Stadium. Parramatta looking for their first win over the Roosters in almost five years for the Eels. After starting on the bench last Saturday, Junior Paulo is back in at prop and Oregon Kafusi drops back to the bench. Nathan Brown is named at lock despite picking up that hip pointer injury. Keegan Hitgrave could come into the 17 if he can't get up for Friday night's game. And Ryan Madison will start again after successfully returning from concussion last weekend for the Roosters. There's several big name outs, but the Roosters do get skipper James Tedesco back after he missed the win in Newcastle with concussion. Joseph Manu returns to the centres. Matt Ikevalu remains on the wing in the absence of Brett Morris. There's a change at dummy half. No Sam Verrills means Ben Marshkey starts. Siwa Takiaho will start at prop in place of Lindsay Collins. Nat Butcher starts in the second row with Satili Tupanua suspended. Adam Kieran, Fletcher Baker and Daniel Saluka Fafidi all come onto the bench. And Lachlan Lamb could make his return. He's named in Jersey 20 after missing the last five matches. All right, let's look at the Eels first, despite all of those Roosters changes. And Captain Clint Gutherson has been in remarkable form this season. Let's hear what the coach had to say about his skipper after the last game. He's reliable. You know, we, I don't have to do as much, um, you know, with the team on game day anymore. He takes full control of it. The, the messaging, what our plan is, he just sticks to the plan. You know, him and Mitchell, they do a good job of it. They take control of the team and, you know... Um, yeah, so it's, it's really handy to have that sort of leadership on the field. It sure is. And when you look at that leadership and some of the stats around Clint Gutherson's footy this season, is he the best leader 
that we have in the NRL at the moment. Seven tries, seven try assists. Look at the tackle breaks, the line breaks, and those average run metres per game. He's had a remarkable start to 2021. Yeah, look, I think you know, obviously the stats are nice, but for me, when I when I think about Clint Gutherson, I don't really look at the stats. What I notice is his effort areas. He competes on every play, uh, and that's the, the style of player he is. That's the sort of leader he is, and that's it's quite inspirational, really, when, you, when your captain's doing that and competing on every play. We've seen how many tries he's saved this year, last-ditch efforts. Uh, so that's, that's a great example for the other you know, players in the club. And uh, as a captain, you can't ask somebody to do something you're not going to do yourself. And, and he's definitely leading from the front by example. Yeah, they, they, they tell me he was one of the, the best trainers at Parramatta as well, super fit, um, and just a bloke that loves playing football. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't... You know, he's not the biggest guy, he hasn't, doesn't have the best sidestep, all these things that he lacks, but he's a competitor, as Robbie said. And I reckon he'd be, for any fullback in the competition, he'd be, have the most try saves as well, which I think are very, very important, because then his teammate can rally behind mm -hmm. him, go support. But if the coach sits back and gives you a rap and says, on captain's run now, the seven and the one takeover, they know what the game plan is, which means they put extra time into their preparation to make sure that the team goes well. So, yeah, it's very good leadership from Clint Gutherson to, to be there forefront and to be running Parramatta who are in the biggest premiership drought of, a, of any Sydney club. Um, and to be them playing so well after last year, uh, it's a great sign for him. Up against Teddy Tedesco in this one, which is worth the price of admission alone. Before we have a look at the Roosters team for this week, can I ask you about Brett Morris? He won't be there this week. He certainly won't be there for the rest of the season. When you look at his contribution to the game, has he ultimately changed the way wingers play footy? He possibly, yeah. He's probably the best yeah. finisher in the game in, in our era. Uh, what he played, 277 matches, 181 tries, two premierships. Uh, was great for New South Wales, great for Australia. Uh, and, you know, I played with Josh. I knew Brett, but I didn't get to play. If you would have played mm, some State of Origin yeah. footy with him. They are great blokes. Exceptional finishers with the corner post rule being changed. That was the greatest thing that came into for wingers to be able to yeah. score tries and go around the corner post and, and, and land it. Just even the other day, he was one of the Roosters' best players on the field yep. until he got injured. Like it just shows how great they are at 35 or nearly 35 years of age. To be that good, skill is is, is pretty freakish. Yeah, for me, he, uh, he's the best winger in the modern game, uh, and that's a, that's a big call because we've had some great wingers, um, you know, in the in the last 20 to 30 years. And when you see his longevity, his try scoring record defensively, you wouldn't get a, a stronger defensive centre. Um, yeah, he, he carries out a yardage. He, he's got everything you want in a player. Uh, the way, the, how professional he is off the field, how good a bloke he is off the field. Uh, for me, he's just a complete player. And yeah, that was shattering uh, to see that you know, on the weekend and, and see him in tears after the game with his brother. And um, unfortunately, sometimes the game can be cruel. Um, you know, he didn't deserve um, you know, what he got. And unfortunately, it looks like he might have played his last game in the NRL, which is, is very sad, not only from his point of view, but for the fans as well. Uh, because he's been such a great player for so long. But, look, I think he can um, take comfort in the fact that he's had an incredible career and, and he'll go down as one of the best ever. He sits fourth in the all-time try-scoring record as well. Like, that's pretty special. Mm. You know, Billy Slater changed the way the fullbacks played in the current era. I think Brett Morris has probably changed what's expected from a winger in the current era as well, which is a, it's a big rap to get given to you. It certainly is, and we've had a chance to celebrate some of those incredible tries this week as well. When you look at this injury toll from a Roosters perspective, I've tipped against them twice this season. <laughs> Based on the injuries, I've been wrong both times. I'm loath to do it again. When does this injury toll ultimately become too much? Yeah, I think it becomes yeah. an issue probably more around semi-finals when the best play the best. I, I went through that. You just said injuries. They've got seven internationals playing this weekend. Seven yeah. internationals. They've got a roster that's better than some of the bottom team's rosters, so... 
they are losing key players. They've lost stars. Unfortunately, it has happened to them, but they've still got some great depth. Obviously, their recruitment is really good. Um, I tip, tip, just tip against him this week. You might be okay. You might be okay this week. Yeah. Is that so who wins, Robbie, at Bankwest on Friday night? Yeah, look, I think the form power is in. It's hard to go you know, against them, especially with the amount of uh, injuries the Roosters do have. But I do think the Roosters will emotionally be up for this game. You know, they'll go out. They'll obviously have a point to prove after the injuries last week. They'll want to go out, go out and put on a good show this week after you know, the injuries to, to BMOS last week. So, look, I think they'll be up for it, but I, I think it's um, a bridge too far for them this weekend. Let's head to Noddy's road trip for yes. this weekend on Saturday afternoon. The three o'clock kickoff with the Raiders up against the Knights at McDonald's Park in Wagga Wagga. Three wins from eight rounds for both of these sides. They will both be very keen to turn things around in country New South Wales this weekend. And Ricky Stewart gets a few back for the Raiders. George Williams missed last week with a hamstring issue. He's back at halfback. Elliot Whitehead returns to the back row and Hudson Young is on the bench. Arrested up, Josh Papali'i also returns into the starting lineup, and Ryan James misses out altogether. Sebastian Chris has kept his place despite some concerns about his ankle. There's still no Josh Hodgson or Jared Croker in the 21. For the Knights, Heimel Hunt is back on the wing. Startoa drops out of the 17 and Braden Musgrove switches sides. Blake Green is ruled out with a rib injury, so 20-year-old Phoenix Crossland gets his opportunity at halfback. Tex Hoy made his comeback from a hamstring injury in reserve grade last week. He's been named in Jersey 21. And Lockie Fitzgibbon is getting closer to a return from a shoulder injury. He's 18th man this week. For the Raiders to begin with, four losses on the trot for Ricky Stewart's side, three of them at home. As a former player, is it actually a really great time to go somewhere new, to head to Wagga Wagga together as a team and perhaps reset? Yeah, it can be. I think you, know, you get away together as a group, you're, you know, you're in each other's pockets 24-7, you're, you're eating together, you're hanging out away from training and it can, it can galvanise the side, especially when you've, you've been under a lot of pressure as the Raiders are. So. I think it's a really good opportunity for them this weekend, as you said, to, to sort of get away and spend, spend some time with each other, re-evaluate sort of what's going wrong at the moment because they're, they're a shadow of the team we've known in the last you know, couple of seasons and um, the fundamentals that we, they were so, I guess, renowned for, you know, the toughness, the defensive um, you know, capabilities as well, um, it's just, they've just seemed to have fallen away from that. So... Uh, they need to find it and find it quick smart because four, four losses in a row, they need to bounce back this week. The, the sides that they, the three of the sides that they were really got smashed by were great sides. The other two games they lost, they were, they were there in the game, but they just weren't good enough to win them. So I'm just curious whether Joseph Tarpany, do they, does him and Ricky Short work out the interchange plan before they go to the <laughs> game or after the game? Uh, that, how's that relationship floating around? You're referring to a certain instrument oh, on the weekend. I'm curious, if, did they do the did they do the interchange plan before the game, or and how much time have they got to discuss that <laughs> on the bus on the way to Wagga Wagga this week? All right. Oh, speaking of coaches, good. let's move it right along, shall we, and go to the Newcastle Knights yeah. coach and Adam O'Brien because he had some serious words for his team after last week's loss. They they know what success is. They've had it, and they're hungry to get it again. Um, we don't seem to have that level of hunger. Whether that's not because we don't know what it tastes like when you get it or not, I'm not too sure. But um, just getting picked in the first grade team can't be enough for us. We've got to we've got to find a way to compete a lot harder. We're not the team that we were last year. Even though we had injuries last year, we've had them again this year. But we were we were excited by our footy. We were excited by our footy, suggesting that perhaps they're not 
at the moment. Is motivation the issue here, Noddy? And if it's not, what's going wrong? Well, they're both sides are in a big form slump. There, as you said, they don't look excited to go play football. They don't back themselves. They don't. They're no one tries to lift and inspire any teammates. I'm really, I am excited to see Phoenix Cross on play. I think that's a good sign for the young kid to come in. He'll be energised. He'll. He might make some mistakes, but you know we'll make mistakes through trying than not trying. So they, if that's what the coach wants, I think the number seven this week will will give him all of that. And he's perhaps seen as that long-term halfback option for the Knights. And points-wise, they could do with a spark in attack. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, Blake Green's been uh, in that number seven jersey, but you know Blake's coming towards the end of his career, and, and Phoenix Crossland's the long-term, uh, you know, future halfback of the club. So he gets an opportunity now to make that jersey his own. Right, let's head to the next game on Saturday afternoon, the 5.30pm kickoff this time. And the West Tigers up against the Gold Coast Titans at Campbelltown for the Tigers at first. Tommy Talao is out after being cited for a shoulder charge with Moses Embai taking his place in the centres. Zach Sini keeps his spot on the wing after loving almost every minute of his debut. Jacob Little comes onto the bench. For the Titans, Justin Holbrook has made several changes. Corey Thompson is a big loss on the wing. Philip Sammy shifts into his spot and Bo Furmore starts in the centres. Tino Fasua Malaawi is back from suspension. That's a big boost. So Mo Fodawaka moved to the bench. Aaron Clark also comes into the 17 after being named as 18th man last week. And Isan Masters is in Jersey 21. The Kiwi International today signed with the club for the rest of the season. He arrives on the Goldie tomorrow. Could make his debut as early as this weekend. Robbie, your Tigers snapped a four-game losing streak on the weekend. Look, it wasn't always pretty. Imagine yeah. it did that after the game. But how positive is that gritty toughness that they showed? And is that what Madge wants to see now, that they can do that again this weekend? Yeah, so definitely. I, I think that was you know, the, the most impressive thing is you know, when you're out of form and things aren't going well and your, your game's a bit clunky, you know, all you ask for is effort and desire and... That was questionable the week before against um, against the Seagulls and, and three weeks previous against the Cowboys at Leichhardt. And, and I think that was, the, I guess, the, um, the problem with the Tigers or the question mark was um, you know, how, how we were losing. Uh, and you don't mind losing through, lack of, uh, through, sorry, through trying or, or you know, effort and desire. And uh, on the weekend, you know, that was there in spades and, and that was the most pleasing thing. I think our game still can go a long way in terms of you know, the, flu the flu uh, fluidity in attack as well. But uh, to see that, that grittiness and that, that sort of come away with an ugly win, I think the boys will take a lot of confidence out of that. It, it'll certainly help a crowd go to Campbelltown as well. And, and I think Madge will go, OK, look, as, as you said, the more you can win ugly, the more you start to learn how to, how to win games of football, but also you can work on combinations. Because you don't have the pressure of the mm. result, you can actually play some better brand of football. So I think winning ugly gets you to, to a better, more comfortable position. So then you're happy to try some things and back yourself a bit more. Because if you keep getting kick pill at a post, then you just go back in your shell and you don't actually yeah. you, you forget how to play football. Tell you what was a beautiful part of the afternoon, that response for Zach Sini. Mm. It was like watching a Premier League game, and I know you love your football <laughs> as well, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. That part of the crowd, yeah. it was just awesome to see. It was it was great to be a part of. He's a, a really good kid, Zach. He, he was coming through the club uh, when I was finishing up and uh, I had the, the honour and privilege of presenting him with his jersey before the game in the sheds with his, with his parents there and his sister and, and that was quite emotional for him as well and uh, hopefully that will, I'm sure it will be a, a day and a moment he'll never forget and then to come up with a try and right in front of his, his fan club there was, was pretty awesome to see. He got knocked back for yeah, the, try. the no try ruling <laughs> yeah. uh, which was quite disappointing and then but to get up another opportunity to score that try um, was great to see. So. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's worked really hard to get that opportunity and, and now he can call himself a first-grade footballer. 
up against the Titans this weekend who had a 22-point lead over the Broncos and let that slip. Their coach said afterwards that they played like schoolboys at times in this game. They do get Tino Fasulmanaawi back for this game. How important is he? Because they've conceded 76 points in the two games without him. Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, it shows he's massively important. Uh, he's a star in that Melbourne Storm system that works so well defensively. Uh, he's missed a few weeks. Um, the coaches said that, you know, we're coaching kids and it felt like I was coaching in the 20s again. He's real, I think he's really disappointed in their consistency because they've been, as you said, blown off the park horribly the last two weeks. Uh, in, in Again, you know, South Sydney have blown plenty of sides off the park. You know, I think the, the Manly loss probably shocked everyone because Tom was back, but they've proved it the last few weeks how good they go when Tom is back. So... Uh, quality sides they've played against. They would expect to get back on the winning note this weekend. Uh, Asan Masters, as you said, is signed with the with the club immediately. Uh, the former West Tigers mm-hmm. player, so he could be rushed back in to play straight up against his form, his former side and make it the challenge. What's the likelihood of that, do you reckon? He hasn't arrived on the Gold Coast yet, not until tomorrow. Titans have a day off on Thursday, so it'll be captain's run on Friday before he gets a run with the team. How likely yeah. is it we see him? Oh, look, I think it's pretty unlikely, to be honest. I think it's a, it's a tough ask for him to, to move down and you know, learn the systems, and uh, you know, not only in attack but defensively as well. Um, look, if, if he does play, I think, you know, from a Tigers' point of view, I think that'd be something you try and exploit because... Uh, being so new down uh, you know, to the system down there, you'd like to think that he'd be a little bit off the pace in terms of you know, understanding the combinations around him defensively and, and with the ball. That's one of the Queensland sides. The other two Queensland sides meet each other in the Saturday night game, 7.35pm kickoff up in Townsville. The Cowboys up against the Broncos. For the home side, halfback Ben Hampton has had scans on a pec injury. He's been ruled out this weekend. So Jake Clifford gets another opportunity in the halves. David Bowen, Matt Bowen's nephew, is in at centre. He gets his first opportunity this centre. This season, Peter Holler moves into 18th man. Mitchell Dunn is available again after completing his suspension. He's there in Jersey 21 as well. For the Broncos, no new injuries and no significant changes to the 17. In the centres, Jesse Arthurs and Herbie Farnworth have swapped Jersey jerseys could also switch sides. Former Titan Dale Copley could be in line for his first game for the Broncos. He's in jersey 18. And the highly touted Brendan Piacora is also in Kevy's 21. Now for the Cowboys, Todd Payton said after the game that they haven't put together a full 80-minute performance so far this season. But they were down 24-4 at halftime in this one and they made an absolute game of it. I was watching with a Warriors fan and he was getting very nervous at the end. So surely we're seeing that improvement from the Cowboys, that ability to stay in the contest. Yeah, but the start will be a concern. You, you never want to... You know, give a team, an opposition team, a 20-point, 24-point head start as they did on the weekend. Um, We saw that from the Broncos last week and and they were good enough to run run down the Titans. But against the good teams in the big games, um, you can't afford to start that slow. Um, So so Toddy, I think, will challenge them this week to make sure they're starting fast against a Broncos side that will take a lot of confidence out of their win last weekend. Yeah, well, the, the Cowboys also played... They did that when they come from behind to beat the Raiders as well. So mm. they come from behind by a very big, a very similar scoreline, but they were able to get home against the Raiders that week. So, as Robbie says, very, very important to get off to a good start, get into the challenge, get in the arm wrestle, because both these sides have got the luxury of just being technically great second-half teams. Mm. 
Tyson Gamble for the Broncos last week. I loved watching him play in the second half in particular and I'm making that massive comeback, but he celebrated all the little wins. He looked like he was really enjoying his footy. Ultimately, can Kevin now bank some games into him this season? He's a competitor. He's everything that the Brisbane Broncos need and he's just a competitor. He has, loves the niggle. In the Queensland Cup, he was leading all their stats and, and at a team that was at the top of the competition ladder, so... You can rely on him. It was West Tigers. Tigers West yeah, Tigers, yeah. so, you know, sort of the style of footy. It, it, there's been criticism of the Broncos that they didn't they didn't have a competitor. They didn't have anyone managing the game plan. It seems mm. like he's like a bloke that goes, you know what, chuck me the ball, I'll put some shape on, chuck me the ball, I'll happy to carry it like a front rower. I don't care what I need to do as long as I'm playing first grade. He's a really good talker. He's a really good talker go. on the field. And uh, you could tell he could just, yeah, with his voice, a real loud voice, marshalling them around. It's probably what the, the Broncos need at the moment because... When you're struggling, when you're down on confidence, yeah, the first thing that goes is that voice on the on the on the park. You know, when things are tough, everyone starts to go a bit quiet. Whereas with him, he's really loud, just barking orders, as I think is what they need at the moment. For all the Broncos fans who hung in there through the first 20 minutes of this game, they <laughs> yeah. absolutely got their awards yeah. by the end. There are still tickets available for this Queensland derby, so if you're in North Queensland, get along to your awesome new Schmick Stadium. For everyone else, this is a Fox Sports exclusive, so you'll be able to see it on both Fox and KO this weekend. All right, moving to Sunday footy and the 2pm game to begin with. The Sea Eagles up against the Warriors at Lotto Land for Manly Warringah first. Sean Kepi moves into the front row with Hamali Olakau to starting in the second row. Moses Suley will make his comeback, but interestingly off the bench. Zach Sadler comes onto the bench too. Ben Trebojevic edging closer to the 17, named 18th man at this stage. Marty Tapao missing this week after copping a knock to the head last weekend. News just in that Josh Alloyer, who hasn't made the 21, is looking at three months on the sideline with an injury. For the wrist injury for Josh Alloyer. For the Warriors, Eli Katora is back in the second row. He's been sidelined with injury since round five. Uh, ben Murdoch-Masilla, he suffered an HIA against the Cowboys. He's out this weekend. Jack Murch is in Jersey 18. And it looks like Chanel Harris-Tavita will make an early return from injury. He's made it back into the Warriors 21. Ewan Aiken is there too. He's been sidelined since round one with an ankle injury. So a couple of troops not far away. The Panthers broke the Seagulls' three-game winning streak last weekend, but it was a really gallant effort. We've talked about it earlier, 16 points past a Panthers side that's been very impressive defensively. Does that actually give them more confidence heading well, into this? Definitely, yeah. I think sometimes losing can always be educational, and it's what you take out. You'd rather just go, oh, we lost, we didn't play that well. They were great against Penrith last week. Um, they, they had the play against one of the best teams in the competition that don't concede many points and they stayed in that arm wrestle for, for nearly all the 80 minutes. So I think Des would be very, very happy with it. Um, Tom's back is, makes a massive difference. Tom versus Rogers, a great challenge. The two it? number ones that are going to run for 250-odd metres. There's a chance of scoring a couple of tries in and around them. So um, just for the two number ones going head-to-head, -head, I, I think you go there and you watch your game because you're going to see some pretty freakish football. Yeah, I just think the, the challenge for Manly this week is the loss of their two front rowers, mm. Tapao and Alloye. Really good metre readers. They've been getting them on the front foot, laying that platform for them all year. Uh, so how they, you know, you know, supplement their loss is going to be a big one this week because they need to lay the platform against this big Warriors pack to allow Cherry Evans and, and Tom to do that uh, their thing on the back of it. This is Tom Trebojevic's 100th NRL game. Are you surprised? I feel like he's been around for such a long time. I think because he his headlines yeah. are so good because we just... We see so many great headlines. He stars. He's a, he's a player we love to, to watch him be around. Uh, and, and just, I don't know, it just feels like he, you know, 
Uh, what's that? 100 matches. What's he? He's missed a fair bit of games last year. So he's a five. What I'm going to say, four years ago was his debut? Yeah, I think he's 20... Is he 24? Oh, yeah. Debut in 2015. Six-year Six contract. Yeah. Six-year contract. Just signed last year. So we're, we're mm. going to see a lot of him. He, let's hope that he has a massive career because, unfortunately, we haven't seen... We've seen some greatness from him, but we mm. can't put a full season together consistently because of those hamstrings. So imagine what Manly could get up to. Imagine what his numbers could look like by the end of his career if he's able to play 25 matches every, every year mm. in, in the next... Six to ten seasons. All footy fans ultimately yeah. benefit from that. This Warriors side, you mentioned consistency. That's been an issue for them mm. in the past. Not so this season. Are you impressed with what Nathan Brown's been able to achieve in his first season in charge of the Warriors? Yeah, definitely. I think we saw signs of it towards the end of last year when Toddy Payton took over as coach. And we spoke about how well they finished the season last year and, and their resilience, especially being away from living away from home for such a long period of time. I think we can't underestimate how challenging that's been for the Warriors. Um, but then to see you know, the way they've been going about their business this year has been really impressive again. Um, you know, lots of injuries to key personnel, but you know, the players that come in step up and do the job. We've seen young Reese Walsh come in at 5'8", and, and he's been impressive. Uh, ben Murdoch Masilla's out this week, so you know, they're going to have to compensate for him because he's been outstanding yeah. for them you know, this season as well. So, yeah, but I, I think their resilience and toughness is a trait that they've never been renowned for in the past, but over the last 12 months, I think... Yeah, the fact we you know, we spoke about the Raiders getting together and getting away from home and bunkering down as a group, and we've seen that from the Warriors for, for the last 12 months since COVID, and I think they've just come on in leaps and bounds as a group. Reese Walsh is a star. He's played a couple of games for him. He played, Roger moved to the wing for him to play fullback the other week. He moved to the 5'8 position last week. I know you said Chanel Harris-DeVita is back in the squad. Oh, you can't push this kid out. He is so good. And I know he's going to take over Roger next year, but... The attack, the flair, Cody Nicarima, um, they've got the consistency now. They're playing a structured brand of football, so obviously Nathan Brown's doing a very, very good job. Phil Gould, I think we heard at the start of the offseason, challenged them about their legacy because they, they've been pretty poor with how often they've made the semifinals, but this side looks like they want to well, fight, they want to play pretty simple, they want to work on their strengths, and Reese Walsh is a great pickup for them very early in the year. So where do you fit them all in? When Chanel Harris-Tavita is fit, do you see Reese Walsh move back into that fullback position? We know he's the heir apparent. Oh, you, where's Roger playing? On the wing. Where's Roger playing? RTS. Roger's up the top of the ladder with the Dally M's bits and pieces. and I, I, he, He's the captain. He's earned the right to play fullback until he goes to the All Blacks, unfortunately. <laughs> so how um, does it work? I don't know how it works. Unfortunately, there might be one of them has to sit on the bench and play a little bit He'll of play, dummy half. Yeah, Nick Arima could play 14 even. Yeah. He can play. He's played dummy yeah. half before. He's, he can play in the halves at a pinch as well. That's why Either coach, half. That's why the coach is a hard position because you've got five players. You, you technically can four. only start four. And if you go to him and go, hey, mate, can you come off the bench this week? And he's been a star over the last three weeks. You're like, ugh. Mm. It's a tough thing to manage. It's a good problem to have, though. Ultimately, yeah. one I think Nathan <laughs> Brown wouldn't mind. Let's head to the final game of the round now. 4.05pm Sunday afternoon. The Dragons take on the Bulldogs at Netstrata Jubilee. For St George Illawarra, Cody Ramsey named on the wing. Despite some talk of a rib injury, Zach Lomax is out, though, after breaking his thumb. Tyrell Fumaono takes his place in the centres. Poasa Farmasili comes onto the bench. For the Bulldogs, Dallin Watene-Zelezniak and Nick Meany have swapped positions with DWZ moving to the fullback. Dylan Napa has been named despite battling a shoulder complaint and Lockie Lewis is back in the 21 after making his return from a head knock in New South Wales Cup last weekend. Dragons have lost three on the trot. 
46 missed tackles last weekend. Where has that aggressive style of footy gone? Yeah, well, it, they did play with a lot of aggression. They were the bully. They out-muscled out a lot of the sides when they were winning those games. And then they had a high completion rate. And once that starts to drop off, so the completion rate goes, so the missed tackle starts to increase. And then there was, a, there was a, a part of the second half last week against the Tigers where they come up with three or four really crucial errors when the game was on the line, which... which I think that's what Griffin would be very disappointed in. So um, Your that, Tigers I'd... ran for an extra 400 metres, Robbie. Oh, they're powerful. That's Robbie yeah. at the back. That's, that's, that's Robbie at the back of them going, run <laughs> yeah. at B, run at C, yeah. go over there, tell them what well, to do. Yeah, I, I think the Dragons last week really missed their outside backs as well. Ravalava, uh, yeah, he, he chews up a lot of metres for them in yardage, uh, lays a platform for them, gets their sets going. And, and then they lost Lomax early on in the game and they had to shift back rowers out into the centres and it sort of... It really made their attack you know, pretty clunky on the weekend. So, um, yeah, but they got to come up with a fix this weekend. You've got Tyrell Fumiono, who's a back row. He's been playing lock. He's moved out in the centres now. Um, yeah, Max Fagai on the wing, who's not a, a traditional winger, I don't think. Uh, he started there last week. But you know, they, they've got some issues with Dragons. They've lost a few on the trot now, and they didn't look good on the weekend. What about the Bulldogs? We know they've signed for 2022 and indeed some of them starting in 2021, but some really good backs looking to the future. Forward-wise, who are you looking to to really lay the platform for this Bulldogs side? It's a very interesting question because they've got Matt Burton next year and Josh Adokargo and they're going to have one of the best back and lines. Brent in the, and Brent Naden. And Brent Naden. Yeah. They're going to have one of the yeah. best back lines in the competition. Yeah. But so the funny thing is you need momentum to play on the back of. Yeah. So there's, I would think all of the, all the dogs forward pack would be under enormous pressure to prove that they want to be a part of the rebuild. Um, you know, Adam Elliott's a competitor. Luke Thompson's the international that's come over from mm. England. Um, there's no Josh Jackson, so their captain's missing. I, I think it's a massive time for the Dogs to start making some decisions on their forwards. Unfortunately, they're in a rebuild, and it's quite hard to fix the salary cap that's been broken. That's how Round 9 wraps up on Sunday afternoon. You can, of course, catch all of the Round 9 action across Channel 9, Fox Sports, KO. Watch NRL for our international viewers and Sky Sports in New Zealand. What are we going to be talking about coming out of Round 9? You two are so great at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, What's your prediction? I'm going to tip Brian Tuo runs for 350 metres because I want to get oh. it wrong, which then should mean that Cronulla have shut him down <laughs> and are a chance to win. Am I wrong to say this is Tommy Turbo's first game back at Lotto Land, Lotto, Lotto Land since... Yeah, because yeah, Manly no, were on the road. Right. They, were on they the took road. their home game on the so road. So back at home, he's got an awesome try scoring record um, at Brookie Oval. I think he's going to get a hat-trick this weekend. I'm going big. Tommy Turbo to get a hat-trick against the Warriors. I reckon that's probably your most conservative so far. You might actually <laughs> be right. <laughs> How's that conservative? Jeez. Jeez, Tommy Turbo to do yeah. business at Brookie. Yeah. I absolutely love it. We should note as well that Women's State of Origin tickets came on sale today. It's on the Sunshine Coast again this year. Friday, June 25 is the date. We know the crowds have been awesome in previous years at North Sydney Oval. The atmosphere has been terrific and these are the best female footy players our game has to offer. So make sure you get in early, get a along if you're on the sunny coast and support the women's state of origin because it promises to be an absolute cracking contest. Noddy, Robbie, lovely to see you all. Enjoy your trip to country New South Wales and your autograph signing sessions again this weekend, Noddy. I'll have a ball. It'll be fun. I bet you will. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in, gents. We hope you enjoy all of the footy this weekend as well. Can't wait to see you right back here next Tuesday on NRL Teams.